0: I think it's, I'm about to get bite my donut. Straight whoa. now. Go ahead, go ahead, then we'll start. <laughs> huh? Where did, get a, where did you get a donut from, DeLon?
1: Am I yours? <laughs>
0: Nigga, what? Nigga's
2: just asking for this. I'm being really okay, curious okay, where he, he gets we, his donuts from.
1: <laughs> I thought we was having coronavirus hate. Um...
2: No, nah, nigga, no, 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 no. You
1: should be worried listen, about that, though. Listen, you
0: should be worried about so that. was though. a
1: nice black woman at the front. <laughs> There's no way she had coronavirus. Uh, I'm a Christmas queen kind of guy. However, when I was in Oxford, community donuts was
3: hit. Meal ticket ticket meal ticket ticket. Come on. Uh, Still
2: in my little real nickels in my condom. Huh. Feel hit me back. Feel this when we powder back. Feel bring me back. Feel this when i in
4: California. Get is good, you know it's Cool me, can cool, Welcome
0: back to the Pop of the Man Podcast. I'm your host,
4: Jay. With me today
0: I have my always loyal co-host. I have
3: Core with me. What's up, Core? Man, what y'all been up to? Mr. NBA. Life been in shambles ever since. We got Delon with us today.
0: What's up, Delon? Man, working on the weekend like usual. Usual. Yeah, I don't sound enthusiastic about that. We got
3: <laughs> wait, let's start got... over. Let's start over. We got rush of life into it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Welcome back to Man Pacing like usual. No
0: no 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 like I
1: usual.
0: Tom, niggas.
4: <laughs> All right, man, we got we got the homie John with us. What's up, John? I hate Rudy Gobert. My whole gang hate Rudy Gobert. <laughs>
2: And we have your favorite Sons fan with us. We have uh, Cam. What's up, Cam? Man, y'all already know what it is. Corona. I mean, Sons Nation.
0: (laughs) 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 And you know, we do. We give y'all takes on basketball, music, and everything in between. This is episode 93 of the Pop of the Man podcast. Uh, It's been a little strange, you know, with the coronavirus taking over and essentially putting NBA on halt. But like I said, we are gonna keep the basketball topics going, but we're gonna, you know, probably won't be as much basketball content as it was in the past. Uh only announcements we have is we're getting. Did we some
3: content last night? Did we hey, drop some content last night? Hey! <laughs> hey hey. <all> right. hey Stop <laughs> hey. the Man, will we stay ahead of the game like Jamal Murray? <laughs> man. <laughs> Jamal Murray he's NBA okay. season
1: NBA season gone, but he's hard at work dropping content. Respects, man.
3: Kawhi hey, G- hey, Leonard you ain't you the only pay. player that's dealing with low management this
0: time. Hey, of got him. <laughs> <laughs> Court, you didn't have a who's wild for this week, but I feel like we should talk about Jamal Murray for like five seconds. <laughs>
3: right. Shout out to Jamal Murray. I don't know if he was drunk, high, or what. But I don't know how he posted it on Snapchat, but he did. But it was hilarious because the whole timeline has been in shambles. But, man, I feel bad. I feel bad for that girl. She was going crazy in that video. but I did not know she was an athlete <laughs> with a career and a family.
1: Man, well, you know, every, look, every, you know, we all have this time where we all have to, you know, humble ourselves and swallow our pride. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she had her time last night, man. That's a bar. <laughs>
3: Cause let me tell you something. I should have known she was an athlete because they were definitely going nick and nick. Oh my gosh. God.
4: <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, you know, you know, you know, even though the NBA season uh is on hold right now, you know, Jamal Murray just trying to stay on top
2: the game,
4: you know
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, even though it's all season and the players can't really meet up, I'm glad that, you know, everyone's trying their best to stay, you know, not be sloppy. Or
3: <laughs> <laughs> and thank God that I'm a the t- NBA because the media definitely would have milked this situation. <laughs> to every drop <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I think I think
0: it's just hilarious though that Jamal Murray got on Twitter and said, "Hey y'all, I'm sorry, fans, I hack- but I just want y'all to know it. Was, I was hacked. It's not me, but it's uh-huh. you can clearly tell it's his girlfriend in the video." So, like, if you saying it's not you, but it's your girlfriend in the video, so it's your girlfriend giving somebody
4: else a you know. i about to say, you got something else to worry about. Exactly. She, only, ain't really,
1: she, no she ain't really said much. She already had a mouthful, so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She was not influenced by the Trump I thought she would have been. Are y'all done?
1: <laughs> Are y'all
0: done? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Thank you, Jamal Murray, for giving us our weekly NBA entertainment. Keep it up, fam. But anyway, keep it up. Hey, Don't ask me how. Don't ask me how. Moving on <laughs> to our first topic of the day is a bas- its a music topic, actually—and it's going to be Joe Budden versus J Electronica. As we all know, J Electronica finally chose the year of the apocalypse to drop his first album his debut album a written testimony which turned out to be a joint album with jay-z well it was while a lot of us celebrate the fact that we got jay electronica and while some celebrate we got hove and jay electronica at the same time people like joe budden were not enthused about the project as a whole joe budden on his last on like i think it was like two saturdays ago on his podcast he says that he disliked jay-z's heavy presence on the project and he says i hate this album i hate those beats i hate how their two voices sound together As a rapper, I'm telling you Jay Electronica got smacked around by Jay-Z. A fan got on Twitter and said that who is is Joe Budden to be critiquing Jay-Z and Jay Electronica, which Jay Electronica co-signed the tweet. And then Joe Budden said, say to me, not to Rory, Jay Electronica says, fam, I don't even listen to your music. Who are you? And then Joe Joe Budden says, fam, I'm not even listening to your album with you on it. I just got a Jay-Z version of the album. So with that being said, it led to a Twitter beef on Twitter, but I didn't know Joe mm-hmm. Button had so many fans. It was this podcast fans? I don't think they're really fans of his music. But but Joe High, whatever that may be called, got, uh, Ascended on Twitter to defend Joe Button saying that he is a better rapper than J Electronica. One dude said, Hey, can we compare catalogs? And they said, How do we compare catalogs? The other <laughs> nigga only got one album. So I'm gonna ask y'all this: was do y'all agree with Joe Button said? About Jay Electronica's album, do you agree with some people on Twitter who say Joe Budden is a better rapper than Jay Electronica, and that quantity over quality matters?
3: No, no, and no. (laughs) Joe Budden is one of those rappers that. I'll put it this way, man. Joe Budden has been super successful as a journalist, doing a podcast, this, then the third. But let's be honest here: if the people who are defending him now were defending him then, he wouldn't be doing his job. He would. (laughs) Be <laughs> <laughs> so facts. he it. So those facts. Oh, uh, yeah, so, I mean, so I I like I get what he's trying to say, but I don't really understand the comparison because we comparing a rapper who has spent his entire career trying to be the guy, trying to be in everybody's face with hot nine seven, everyday struggle, loving hip hop. He's been on every hip hop platform trying to get people to listen to his music for over a decade, and everybody said no to the point where he just Whereas Jay Electronica has been somebody that we've been begging to go to the studio for a decade. And he finally gave us a project. And the only person who had a complaint about it was the guy that nobody was the guy with music that nobody really wanted to hear like that. So I didn't really understand where he was trying to come from. And to me, a- I don't know, man. It didn't seem like a valid criticism. It just sounded like it was him saying, Oh, if that was me, I would have did this, then the third, if I had a Jay-Z feature on seven of 12 songs i will you like i think it was just dead i don't really get the point of the beef at the end of the day ain't neither one of them hopping in the studio to make no diss track
0: i'm just, well yeah you damn sure no jay electronica ain't gonna just go in this going studio and voluntarily make new music, for Joe
3: Budden, music. Like, like, like ain't nobody going to the studio to be like oh let me
0: Joe i mean like even jay electronica wanted to yeah he wasn't gonna do it like that ain't what jay electronica do he don't release music that's yeah. whole shit, <laughs> but joe button would go in the studio and release five eight songs you know that that's what joe button does but you know what's the point releasing music to somebody who's not going to respond but joe Joe Button does say that on the next episode after this altercation on tl that he does like jay electronica and that he would listen to the next jay electronica project he just felt like it's valid criticism he felt like jay electronica dropped the ball on his first project Mm. you said it was cap what's cap the only part that I think was
1: capital what Corey said, was that Joe Budden's the only one that has that opinion. When I think it was
0: half of TL had that
1: opinion.
3: Um, oh, word? Are they buggy? Yeah, it was,
4: it was... Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw a it lot. Was, it yeah. was
1: Jay-Z's all over, Jay-Z uh, got him. And that's the... I, I completely disagree that Jay-Z had was, like, killing Jay Electronica. I could just not find that throughout the album. Um, no. But my thing is, so it's a larger point of, like, having Jay-Z all over the album. Um, here's a plug. I have a J Electronica, a written testimony article review coming this week. And in it, stay tuned for uh, it. Stay tuned for it. And in it, I'm posing the philosophical question Is it J Electronica's obligation to you to complete the narrative and just have his solo album just on him, or as an artist to give you the best project and put the best music out? And if that is Jay Z being on it, then why not give us that? And I'm on the side of, if he wants to be an artist, he wants to put the best music out. Not He just has to do this because y'all say he has to do this. So, in that regard, I completely disagree with Joe Budden. There's no reason that Jay-Z just shouldn't have been on it. So, yeah, I'm not really feeling Joe's argument. Um, no, no, okay. Yeah, okay. and also, I'm going to say that Jay Electronica is the better rapper. Um, mostly for, like, unique reasons. Like, he uses a lot more words than... He has a larger vocabulary than most other rappers. Um, a lot more intricate wording and cadence patterns but um yeah joe's not just like a bad rapper though like the tl would like to oh know, yeah, saying, yeah like, try, top sure. five, like, like yeah like people uh, people either like very extreme with joe Budden opinions like either like he is the greatest or he is just
3: like ass i know about it and either. welcome to tw- yeah welcome to twitter welcome yeah, to twitter yeah yeah
0: yeah that's it but yeah, like I said, I think Jay Electronica is definitely a better rapper than Joe Budden. And a lot of times when we have these conversations, I like to think to myself, okay, what if we take all of Jay Electronica's songs and we get the same number of Joe Budden songs and set them right next to Jay Electronica's music? I think Jay Electronica went win out. Like, if you take the best Joe Budden songs and you compare them to the best jay electronica song jay electronica wins out and like i said i'm always a proponent of quality over quantity just because you have more music i don't they don't mean nothing if the if i want to sit with the other artist's music more than yours and with that being said i do think i do agree with delon about all your points you made about how jay electronica is a better rapper than uh joe button Budden. and joe Budden also just has terrible song structure like he just yeah. He doesn't really know how to make songs. He just kind of goes and boosts and raps. So if you're talking about <laughs> making, like, being an artist and making music, Joe Budden definitely lose hands. I'm gonna tell down you what it Jay is.
3: What, it's subject matter, man. Jay Electronica got a mystique with his subject matter that make you want to listen, and don't nobody want to hear Joe Budden cry about Dominican women that read at a third grade level. We don't care about that. This is what <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's like okay. uh, when I listen to a
1: Joe Budden album, I'm like, or a Joe Button song, I'm like, you. They should have made this beat and then you rap on it, not you them making the beat as you're rapping and writing. Cause then <laughs> you know you get like a sixty bar verse, and then like a white one <clears throat> on the hook, and then like a sixty bar verse. Just let them let them tell you where your verses are gonna be. Just let that's them tell sh- you.
0: That's a shady records. Uh, yeah, that's their own um, right little. there. That's that's how that's how all them make their music, and I don't really like it. Be honest with you.
4: Word to the three one three. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So Everybody in the three one three. <laughs> hey, hey, John, Hey, John. Calm down. down. This like that. This like that. Woo-hoo.
3: I like the spirit. But Woo-hoo. it's like if somebody would have came out of me Man, and been like, "Oh, Eminem, Watch Royce on bad, meets evil." Like, it, like, it's just a take that, like, people, like, it really ain't. Need... It's two great rappers rapping. You're not gonna win every battle, but I don't no, never I, feel I like can't... anybody got watched.
1: I counted kind one of song where Jay had the better verse. I can't remember what song was. It. it
3: was. It was in, it was in the top half
1: of the album. I kind of oh, man, to
3: keep it real with you. It was a lot of moments I was wishing Jay Z went on the song. This is me personally. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: And I, you 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 fell away by flux capacitor. He had yeah, hook. yeah,
0: exactly. I thought, I know this verse is better on though. Well, yeah, but the I, just, just, I the song. this on uh, though. So
3: let's just throw that out. Let's just throw yeah. that out. Okay. Okay. And we gotta okay. remember he said, little time to to get, the, the, get, the, get the, gas. the gas." So yeah, he lost.
0: But, you know we already kind of discussed this already we've already talked about uh how we feel about hip J- jay's jay J- J- latronica having a second person on the album i just want y'all to take on is joe button better than jay latronica because he put out more music than jay latronica that's, no, that's not the only thing yeah most definitely
1: Well okay. so uh flux capacitor or jerome rap by nas which one are we taking
0: i'm taking flux
3: capacitor <laughs> oh no come. i'm taking flux
0: capacitor <laughs> 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 <That's fine. laughs> all, the me. all right, <laughs> it's time for the bar exam. We haven't done this in a while. Shout out to Daniel for reminding me that we haven't done this in a while. And where it is, is I'm going to give you some bars. I'm going to give you a list of rappers, and I want you all to tell me who does the bars belong to. So the first set of bars is, so quit playing before the clip spray them and have his A's, M-I-A, like Nick Saban. Was this Joe Button, J Electronica, or Jay Z? Joe. Button. Perfect. Joe Button. Joe Button. Right. Oh, excellent. Everybody got right around the first try. Okay. The next set of bars. I hate guns like I hate condoms. Don't like the feel <laughs> to it, but gotta be safe so I still use it. Was this mm. Joe Button, J Electronica, or JZ? It's not
4: real Jay-Z. I'm gonna say. A, I'm gonna say. A,
3: <laughs> a, <laughs> say what? It's Joe. That's a yes, Joe That's Button. a filthy line. It's Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that's what gave it away. It the it's the subject. Okay. It's the subject matter. It's just I, got you, I got you. I got
2: just you. I got you.
0: speak to it. Okay. You're a child of destiny. You're the child of my destiny. You're my child with the child from destiny's child. Who is this from? Joe Button, Jay
3: Electronica, Jay Z. It better be Jay Z. <laughs> I hold you.
4: I was going to say.
3: It, like, it would have been weird coming from anybody else. Unless it's LeBron James. Right. <laughs> yeah, I got to be whole. <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: thought was I just thought the fun that Jay Z said that over and over again in the line. But uh, also I the re- okay that's that's it for the bar exam. It's pretty uh, low key,
4: pretty straightforward. Hey, double, double on do ask I
0: could have, I wanted to include some Jay Electronica bars, but all his lyrics include pyramids and UFOs and even did give away mid jump. I was, I was gonna say, I'll say dead give away. Like you were gonna know you, every time I looked up one of his better bars, even like it was one of his worst bars, they all pertain to something from. Uh, Illuminati,
3: open your third eye. Which not fit Joe Button or? Oh, wait, quick question: oh, Did Minnesota y'all Minnesota. see the shot? <laughs> hey, did y'all see him get into a Rosenberg?
2: Yeah, I did see that.
0: That was kind of wild. I don't know much about it, though. I don't know. I don't know.
4: I was. I was go- I
3: was, I was going to say if somebody Pretty much Jay Electronica hopped on the album and said synagogue of Satan and Rosenberg was like I'm Jewish I don't know this it's semitic or you just flexing your rhyme scheme you got to explain it to me. Uh, I, did, I did see that.
0: Well then Jay Electronica well, then retorted that synagogue of Satan is in the Bible but then you know then you know Rosenberg retorted that it's in the New Testament and I'm Jewish so dun, know, dun, dun. that don't mean nothing to me. So like I said that's that's the conversation for a completely different podcast <laughs> maybe maybe right. maybe the long expanse on the end this new um article is coming later this week on the album we gotta maybe. call cousin Carl for, for the answers watch out for it my cousin Carl, because i don't have the answers for that i ain't gonna lie to you And i'm not going to try to have a conversation on it because i'm not informed enough to have a conversation on it so uh i think it'd be best if we move on to the next topic it's time for the over and under where we take a artist. Um, musician, a basketball player team, or anything. And we talk about whether it's overrated or underrated. This is normally DeLon's But he segment. stole my fucking this... shit. <laughs> 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 I subbed in because DeLon taking all his PTO uh, and use them in consecutive weeks on the podcast. Man. And I didn't know he was going to be on this week, they so I, I still did it for him. Come on now. So, the, hey, the 360 <laughs> deal was hit. Like, what
1: that they P didn't... and PTO step? Let let's go on.
0: <laughs> the over and under for this week is demarcus cousins demarcus cousins was drafted number five in the 2010 draft to the sacramento kings for the six seasons that he was a member of the sacramento kings he averaged 23 and 11 with a steal and a block during um during his first six seasons despite averaging 27 3 and 12 one season he never saw the playoffs in fact the Kings only had one season where they won more than 30 games. And that one season they won more than 30 games, they won 33. And that was the year they traded him. Okay. Of course, not all of this is his fault because he had a slew of different coaches who were not all that great. And coaches that end up leaving and never getting really getting a job again anywhere else in the NBA, uh, except Mike Malone. I don't know why they fired Mike Malone. Uh, then there's also, he had poor management by the team, drafting players that were end up being mm-hmm. dubs, like Nick Stauskas, and being McLemore. Jimmer for dead. They just, they, just kept, they basically kept drafting the exact same position with the exact same player archetype and they didn't work every time they did it. And they never break any other talent around them. So we'll, we'll keep that in mind when we think about how much he was losing with the Sacramento Kings. Um, after being traded to the Pelicans, he maintained his all-star play and helped push them to a playoff appearance. But he, en- he ended up rupturing his Achilles towards the latter half of the season and ended up missing the uh, playoffs yet again. So he didn't play the playoffs that year either. But he was playing winning basketball, and the Pelicans were in the playoff picture before he got hurt. Uh, he later joined the Warriors after rehab, and he spent the whole year rehabbing, hoping to regain his, um, his status as an elite basketball player. I wanted to return in the playoffs with the Warriors and get hurt in the, first, uh, in the second game. Or was it the first game of the playoff series? I think it was the second yes. game of the playoffs yeah. series. He ended up injuring himself and didn't play again to the finals where he had one spectacular game and then a bunch of very bad games to the finals. Granted, he was coming back from injury uh, yet again. He then signs with the Lakers to another minimum deal, hoping to uh, reclaim his status, maybe playing for the Lakers. But then he ended up tearing his ACL during training camp and during the summer, and he ends up missing the entire Lakers season. So uh, keep that in mind. He's also a four-time All-Star two-time all-nba center and he won rookie of the year in his rookie
2: season is demarcus cousins overrated or underrated all right so, so two questions before i talk about this how old is demarcus cousins i believe he's like 27 28 now okay and another question which is kind of off topic why hasn't jimmy fredette worked in the nba with the way his shooting goes now like I, don't, I still don't get that
0: i never really watch him because he always played on the kings and the kings are terrible and the other teams that actually gave him a chance were pretty bad too i could you could blame coaching and you know and misusage of him i feel like that's an easy thing to do you could blame it or you could just say that he just i don't know sometimes guys just can't translate their talent to the nba with the better athleticism and defenders in the NBA but as you
2: said um Cam it makes zero sense watch for that couldn't stick around in the NBA I have I have I don't really have to ask for that yeah well so but to get back to get back to the original topic I would say that DeMarcus Cousins is underrated and the reason I would say that he's underrated is because I feel like that he I feel like the people don't truly appreciate how dominant DeMarcus Cousins was when he was like actually healthy and the thing is like right now if he's 28 27 this will probably be the prime years of his career where his game would be the most refined. So if he can ever, I mean, and I don't know if he'll ever be able to get back to the level that he was, but if he can ever get back to that point, I feel like Demarcus Cousins, like, was the, he was Joel Embiid before Embiid. Like, he was, he was, the, mm-hmm. he was that dominant and like, yeah, he was that good. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely think he's underrated.
0: At least on the offensive end. The defensive end, no, uh, he was kind of a sieve. He ended up becoming a better, he seemed like he was kind of finally making strides on the, defensive end when he joined the uh, Pelicans, but after tearing his Achilles, he seemed to be a lot slower when he was with the Warriors, and pretty much he was just let any guard drive to the rim and pick and roll. He was getting destroyed there. So it's Already kind of clear he won't be the same player. It's hard to be the same player after an Achilles tear on ACL. I will though agree with you, Cam. I do feel like I feel like Demarcus Cousins was underrated for majority of his career as a member of the Kings. Like I said, a lot of times when people look at Demarcus Cousins, they looked at the Kings record and they blamed it all on him. Because while he was a uh, hothead who frequently did things that was <coughs> detrimental to team. He did a lot of good and he did a lot of he made a lot of the right decisions on the court. And he played winning to me. He played winning basketball. It's just the rest of his team sucked, management sucked, Coaches suck. You had to be a transcendent player to overcome all that and push your team to the playoffs. And I feel like his record ended up causing people to underrate how good he was. He did. I feel like he came a little overrated. It's a tad overrated. And people start talking about how he can impact the game once he comes back. Because I, but that's only because people aren't factoring in. His injury right, and how yeah, hard right. it is to be effective after that, but for a majority of his career, especially especially as yeah, a big man, is that for seven footer with his weight to be yeah. able to move again after <laughs> ruptured Achilles, that's asking right. a lot. So I think majority of his career he spent being he spent being underrated.
4: I'd agree. Um, y'all 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 hit the main points, but you know, Demarcus Cousins used to be like one of my one of my favorite players. Like like you said, like he. He was like one of like those first bigs who could like he was he was kind of like like he's kind of like a cat like archetype mm-hmm. like he's he's a guy who's a beast down low he can get almost any shot he want with both like power and finesse and and he can shoot from the outside and you know he only got better better at that you know as you know as he progressed in his career as we saw a lot more when he was uh playing with uh, Anthony Davis in uh in New Orleans but but yeah it's like when when he was in Sacramento it's like I mean we all know how how terrible that management and like why the E are that front office is god awful. Um, his best, his his second, his best teammate was an Isaiah Thomas, who you know no offense to Isaiah, but like this is Isaiah Thomas before he went to Boston. So you know this is Isaiah before he was like in his final yeah. form. You know what I mean? Like before he hit his peak. So if that's if that's your best teammate, and you know like, and he coming off the bench, it's like that that really just shows you, you know how how much of the heavy lifting that uh that he had to do. And I I really feel bad for him, because uh, he really has gotten like a crap uh hand dealt to him for most of his career. Like I remember when um the when he got traded, you know, he had he had a uh, interview and he was like, I, I love Sacramento, you know. Uh Sacramento fans really embraced him, even though, you know, he was a high head, but you know, was, I you know, if you know, he he's a high head, that's the type of person he is, but it's kinda hard not to be a high head when you in the situation yep. that he was. You know, I, I feel like if he was in a better situation, I feel like he wouldn't have as big as that connotation of, of being like like a like a like a locker room cancer type of guy. Um because I don't I don't I don't think anybody in, in New Orleans ever said At a all. bad word about him because he was happy. You know, he was winning. He he, he had a great teammate in A D. So it's like when we you know, it's obviously better for a person when you're in a better situation. Um and then uh yeah when he went to when he went to New Orleans, you know, we saw he was hooping. We, we, he expanded his game a little bit. Yeah. He was uh we saw he we saw he was a, a, a lot better for passer. We saw him in, in in Sacramento. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So I feel bad because like you know now he's got all these recurring uh like leg injuries and that's already it's, it's hard enough just in in general to come back from those injuries. Like they say that's one of the like an ACL is like one of the hardest you know to come back from. And like he already damn near seven feet tall and you know he 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 ain't he ain't a skinny dude. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's. So and I and i like I said, he's just been dealt a, a crap hand for most of his career. So I I definitely would say he's definitely underrated, but it's in it, his name. He's becoming goal. a pretty
0: lethal three-point shooter too. And that season,
4: and that season where he got traded,
0: he was shooting like five threes a game. And he was shooting like 37 to 38 percent on threes in that season. He was oh, he yeah. was really like he could kill you on the inside and outside, man. He was dominating it almost mm-hmm. every facet while being a pretty great um I've been a pretty good passer too, like the, the four or five passing between him and AD, sublime. So uh, I mm-hmm. can't guess how old he was. He was 28 during the 2018 through 2019 mm-hmm. season. So I have to assume he turned 29 through the 2019 through 20 season. Yeah. Which means the next season he'll probably be 30. Mm-hmm. So he's, yeah, he's leaving that prime now. Uh-oh. Which would have been. Yeah, I was prime. about to say, the, the would have been prime. Would have been prime. Because he's, but he's been robbed of injuries during these, some supposed to have been his best years of his career i don't i have serious doubts that he can rebound from this i'll go ahead and say that right now because like i said i just think this just thing about how hard it was for previous great players to bounce back from it i don't i'd be surprised to see that he's an exception when you think about how big and tall he is yeah but shout out to demarcus cousin for a very underrated career he, he was an entertaining Ooh. player thanks although, although he fought the clippers he hated the clippers he hated he despised the clippers
4: he really did
0: but all right, moving on to the next topic another album another work of art that's perceived to be underrated but only by the artist itself Schoolboy Q did an interview where he talked about Crash Talk and tried to uh, try to get us all on his side again he doubled down by saying that he believed Crash Talk is his best work he went on to say that he believed Crash Talk is better than Blank Face and he said that only these nerds and white people think that Blank Face is better than Crash Talk he says that he is in a different space. He can't keep making the same album. And this is this is and he said that Crash Talk is the next step in a natural progression as for him as an artist. With that being said, were we being nerdy and white by dissing Crash Talk and not and liking Blank Face more? Were we too harsh on this album? No.
3: You heard Crash Talk. We I heard nerdy? Crash Talk. We got ears. We heard that music. Project. <laughs> hey man, all right, man. Can I go on a little rant for i I'm tired go of ahead. rappers. These are hip-hop okay. artists. I get so tired of them. When they music doing good and they selling and they getting good re- in the third, everything cool. The moment it don't go the way they want it to go, oh, is the-, the way people, they not real hip-hop down. I know. Look, look. These are people who support your music. And on top of that, Everybody, like even was just white people who said the album was bad, we all said the project was bad. Everybody on this podcast is black, and we all said the project was bad. Everybody I know who listened to said it was a horrible <laughs> project. It ain't no, mistake, no complaints. You can't do nothing, can't say nothing. If this the music you're going to make for the rest of your career, God bless you. I don't want no parts of it. But we ain't finna sit here and just blame one specific group of hip-hop critics. For saying that a universally panned album was bad. Everybody said didn't have no. I ain't gonna say they had no meaning to it. It didn't really reach people. The tracks that were supposed to be fun wasn't really fun. And then the single one even hitting. Like, how you come out with a single for the project? If I'm school but cute, I leave it alone. I never mention the album again because nobody never wanna hear it again. And to top it all off, Back. Blank Faces is just really good. Like it, maybe it wasn't the best of him, but that that just means you know
4: everybody else better judge your music than you, I guess. It's kind of scary.
0: It's kind of scary to see, to see an artist who, you know, he's doubled down on talking about his one of his best projects and saying hey, it ain't as good as this project, which everybody deemed bad. Makes me kind of worried about what his next album is gonna be like. I'm not excited for School Q's next album for this for that simple fact that he's not able to own up and admit that hmm, maybe maybe they maybe they own something. They everybody love my first album. Everybody love my second album. They don't like the third one. Well, I the, ah, them, man. I was right about what I said. But I, you know, I can admit, you know, I don't mind him saying that he feels like that's the better album. But to call out the fans who said they like um, blank face, I think that was. And, good. and I almost say cool this. Off, to be
3: honest with kind of kidding about these rappers. They gotta realize those are the people who really with your music. Like I think, who was it? uh was was it? Ben yeah, because the thing is. Cause he was like, yeah, "Yeah, man, I don't make music for yeah, like white hills or something like that." And everybody was like, "Is it? he said for nerds?" He said, "He said, yeah. ner- he said for nerds." Like, is, is anybody gonna tell him? Is anybody gonna explain this to him? Like, who you think listens to your music? Like, it ain't. I'm this: if you
0: like, if a lot of white people love it the way they say they would, they actually would be selling. Like, let's think about it. Like, that's why. That's why um, Oxlade did so well. Exactly. Why love the hell out that album. Like, exactly. like like I'm saying, like, man, don't, don't 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 do that. That's all I'm saying. You can't be talking, You can't be talking down on your fans. For supporting your music. That's just kind of this ass backwards. Oh, oh yeah. I, I forgot to bring this up earlier. Did you know that uh, this is kind of off topic, but did y'all know that A Written Testimony did uh, 31,000 copies in the first week? That's it. The
1: way that, that TL was, t- like, it was like the number one topic on Twitter for
4: like three yeah, days. It was. But th- well, I,
0: yeah. I have thoughts.
4: But I thought it at least throw a hunt
0: yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm thoroughly, I'm I'm not surprised. Well, I kind of am for the same fact that with it being kind of like With Jay Z, yeah. I would have thought the, there would be. My thing is, as as is I, I think, think
1: that that J Electronic album is like the stereotype that they say like J. Cole is. The, I don't believe it's for J. Cole, but I believe it could be for that J Electronic album. Like, you got to be a certain level of like that kind of <laughs> shit. because yeah, yeah, like, I can understand everybody said J Electronic album once. But that nigga was talking some talk. I'm gonna like, yeah,
3: you know. keep it real with you. If you don't know you who Farrakhan is, you ain't never ain't heard like of you. Mama, oh yeah, you don't know about no black Israelites, no Anunnaki flow, none You ain't never touching that album again yet. Yeah.
1: Like I enjoy having Wikipedia open as I listen to music.
4: Niggas don't like huh. having
3: Wikipedia open as they listen to music. I, hold I watch enough wild stuff on What's YouTube. That? So I I I know what he's talking right.
0: about. Right.
4: Encyclopedias okay. and dictionaries. It's just,
0: I just, it's, it's just the hype of Jay Electronica finally releasing the album. Meeting the hype of it being a joint project with Jay Z, I thought that combined hype would produce greater numbers. Apparently, I was wrong. Probably over, I probably overestimated Jay Electronica's hype to begin with.
1: Or well, make Uzi part two, don't, dropping don't, don't. In the same day, kind of.
3: Hey man, you know, hey, kind of dampened. Uzi missed a damper. lot of people first weeks of. <laughs> Man.
1: Hey, hey, I got a hot take for the end episode. Knows hey, go on, knows go on it. do it. But let's move on. Let, let, let's wait. Let's
0: wait. Let's wait. wait. Let's wait. Okay, we'll say. We'll see. I can't I can't wait to see what this is about. But yeah, it's cool well, Q. Hey, stop complaining, fam. Stop Shut up in defensive. trouble. Just gonna make more music, man. You don't gotta keep defending this album. <laughs> Shut up <and> in trouble. <laughs> you ain't gotta keep defending this album, fam. Just, just make like, some Just keep performing if you like it. And you know there's fans that are, that do like it. Like, yeah, but the thing is, there's fans that do like it, so why are you so mad?
3: He, he I'm going on about your day. I it's it's your about your day. Only a certain yeah, that's, type that's of it. artist. Like We only see this happen every now and then, and every example is a very bad album. I'm just saying. Huh. But all right, moving on to the next topic. It's time for Around the Sun. We haven't had
0: this topic in a while. Hosted by Cam. Hey. Where, he ta- <clears throat> where he takes us around the world and we talk about things outside of basketball music for a change. So Cam, what do you have for us today to discuss? You know,
2: before I get started, I think it's quite ironic that the name of this segment is "Around the Sun," and you know, I am the Sun's nation. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hey, Ambassador. Very, very, Boo. very. enlightening. Yeah. That's the point, Cam. <laughs> I was gonna say. I, say I, thought, I thought that was the point. Cam, did you not? I thought that was the
4: point.
2: I thought, I th- I thought, mm, I thought that, that it was. The point. It was. It was a part of it, but not the whole thing. Boo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but regardless, regardless of all that, so the coronavirus has basically wiped out all the sports except for one yep. league that is continuing to go on. The NFL and they are okay. Well, yeah, not them, but uh, yeah, the NFL <laughs> and it is off season for NFL and right now a free agency is going on. And from my recollection and from a lot of people's recollection, this is has been the the craziest NFL off season. Uh, in, in probably in modern day uh-huh. history and probably in history in general. So what I'll do is I'll give you guys four different free agency moves. and Well, not even necessarily free agency moves, but just moves that have happened in the NFL this offseason so far. And I'll ask you guys which one has been the most shocking to you. So the first one that I'll bring up is probably the most obvious. Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's played 20 seasons for the played 20 seasons for the New England Patriots. Probably, wow. f- to most people, probably Bull. the greatest quarterback of all time. Six Super Bowl rings, nine uh, Super Bowl appearances, and a lot of other statistics. Uh, but yeah, so t- that's the first Bull. one I'm gonna ask you. That's the first one. Second one is DeAndre uh-huh. Hopkins getting traded to the Arizona Cardinals. I think a lot of stuff happened. Uh partially Bill O'Brien is the coach and the GM for the uh, Houston Texans and not very not good, awful. not a very good GM. Uh, he's a, he's yeah. a decent coach, but not <laughs> a very good GM. Traded DeAndre Hopkins. I believe Hopkins was looking for a new extension on his contract, and I just don't think the Cardinals wanted to get. I mean, I just don't think the Houston Texans wanted to give it to him. So they traded him to Arizona along with, I believe, a fifth round pick, and they traded him for David Johnson and a second round pick and a fourth round pick. So. That's the second one. Then the third one is Todd Gurley getting released by the Rams and getting signed by the, getting signed by the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, and Falcons. this comes just two years, uh, one year after Todd Gurley signed at the, what at the time was the largest deal for a running back, and also two years removed from his uh, All-Pro, first-team and Offensive Player of the Year season. And the last one I'm going to ask you about is Dak Prescott getting franchise tag. He's been, uh, Dak Prescott is one, the the only quarterback in his class that did not get a, that did not get a contract extension. That's been, that has been a constant starter and he was, has been looking for a new deal. Now the other guys got extensions a year or a year and a half ago, and he still hasn't gotten his uh And he's been exclusively franchise tag, which just means that no other team can make deals and can give him a deal. And they have until I believe the date is July 30th to offer him a contract or he can walk. So that's for the following season right? yeah, for the for the upcoming season the 2020. Season. Yeah. yeah. And so I will ask you guys, which one of those four moves has been the most shocking to you? Well, I'll start by saying what was the least shocking, and that was probably Dak getting franchise tagged by the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys sure.
0: have, have shown that they do not want to pay that man. And it doesn't surprise me. And I, I hate that the not. franchise tag even exists in the NFL. I don't know why that exists. I thought that when they did a the new CBA that they would have tra- tried to fight to get rid of that rule. But it, it, it comes as no surprise that they franchise tagged them so that they can't lose them, And they're going to basically say, hey, prove to me, uh, and we want you to try to prove again that you are worth the money that you're asking. Right,
2: right. And what's so? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
4: I mean, prove again.
2: Try- attempt, ah. attempt to prove.
4: Attempt to prove is what I mean. Okay. Because, because, to- because, because, because my my thing is with Dak. I like that he's he's a he's a above average quarterback. But my thing is, and hey, and I don't hey, I don't blame. I would never knock somebody for for trying to get that money. Like I would never knock somebody for that. But when you're the third maybe i mean if we if we include an offensive lineman because the cowboys have the best offensive line in in the league but if, if we not include an offensive lineman he's the third best player on the offense and um and they and they and they got they got to keep zeke and they traded a lot yeah, to get exactly And and they got to pay uh What's his name? Demarcus but, Lawrence on, the yeah, other, on the other but side. when like, you
1: think about it, a quarterback, a competent like, quarterback, is the hardest position to fill.
4: I get it. I I, I get that. But I get that. But Fact. my thing is like, I mean, hey, and I'm, I'm fuck Jerry Jones, fuck that nigga. But if we think logically, if we think logically, then I get it because like I'm I'm not about to pay. I'm not about to pay a guy who is just above average, like elite money, when I have other elite players Everybody. that I could possibly. it's Dallas, like who don't want to play for Dallas. You know what I'm saying? So he could probably, you know, get. So he, he could probably get get a get a guy, you know, who that, he, he can match the It's not that it's it a lot cheaper. <laughs> so let's do it. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I I, I, and I and I and I get that. But my, my thing my thing is I just don't I just don't think Dak is the the, the kind I would. it's like, like go ahead, go ahead. It's like I was gonna say it's a five million difference, right? Like
0: Dak wants thirty five mil and. Uh, the cow after like yeah, 30 million, Yeah, right? and the thing just...
2: is that no number, no true numbers have been released other than the offer that the Cowboys put out, out and that was a 33 million with hundred and a hundred million guaranteed. I think it was 105 million guaranteed. That's the only numbers that have been put out like that we know for certain. But other than that, we don't really know any numbers and that's why this whole situation is so weird because we don't know any numbers for certain. Yeah we don't we don't know what we don't know, know anything asking. right
0: but That 33 mil sounded mighty nice for somebody Ooh, who ain't really won a club. He has won. He has won a game. He has won there a game. That's he, that's that's won a
2: game. he won one. Oh, they wait, wait. he, he beat it. Seattle. Oh, that's, wait, damn. Yeah, it? they beat Seattle, and then they lost to the Rams the following in the – it wasn't the divisional round. It was – wait, was it? Yeah, it was the divisional round. They lost to the, – yeah, yeah. But, okay, so the thing, the thing about what y'all are saying about Dak makes sense. But the only thing is – like, I agree with what you're saying, John. It is hard to pay somebody who's just an above average quarterback. But the issue with that is that you've seen guys – you've seen Jimmy Garoppolo. You've seen – uh, what's his name? Jared Goff. You've seen Carson Wentz. All guys who you have a, you have an argument who have I get, who, yeah. you have played mm-hmm. better than you've seen them get paid, and oh, you're yeah, like, sure. all right, what's the hold up with what's, what's the hold up, Jerry, Steven, Steve? What's My up? thing is,
4: me- was it? I, I I get I get that, but the teams are structured
2: different, and with
4: the Rams, they yeah. just they just released Todd Gurley, so that 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 goes into that point too. But thing the thing is with the uh the, the the thing the thing is with the um. With the niners it's like i mean i I, get, I I feel like i feel like i feel like they kind of jumped the gun with jimmy garoppolo but at the same time they uh if bill belichick see see you as that next big thing because we all know how much uh belichick wanted garoppolo um before before they traded him over there so i feel like they were kind of like okay if, if belichick you know the greatest coach of all time see you as that dude to replace tom brady then they kind of went with that and plus uh they don't have a lot of money they don't have a lot of money in like on the offensive side of that team because a lot of their guys are young and like most of their best players are like under rookie contracts right now so they're kind of like in win now mode so they're like alright we're gonna pay you know we're gonna give get our million dollar man to, to, to run the offense and um they get they got that stout defense and like their offense like just and, and they got that tandem of running backs so like for, for me like to your point it's, it's, it's all I about team saying. structure and you know what I mean I'll say this
0: for Jared Goff's defense even though he's not the reason that the Rams got to the uh Super Bowl uh he he's a Super, Bowl he, he's Super Bowl. he participated in the Super Bowl as a quarterback, and that's why they paid him. Like he got, like he got all the way right. there, and that's why they paid the guy. Exactly, he, 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 he did his job. He wasn't. He, he wasn't. He wasn't. it's a, a different story yeah. because while he was kind of like yeah. an MVP caliber player, he's had multiple mm-hmm. injuries. It's kind of weird that he still got that money, but basically he got paid for what he did and not for what he was possibly going to continue doing. So yeah, Wince is the you know right. the bigger question mark when you, when Dak looks out at the field and say, oh well, Jim Garoppolo. he look out at the field and say why I didn't get paid. You know, look man, Dak Prescott paid, so.
1: looks over to Zeke Elliott, looks at Looks at them and says, Jerry Jones, y'all got three years before this nigga doesn't matter anymore. Y'all better pay me if y'all want to win this fucking Super Bowl. (laughs) Y'all got three years
2: before this top five
4: running back does not matter anymore. body go
2: disintegrate. Pay me my money. Maybe not even three. You see, maybe not even three because look at what 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 happened to Todd Girl. And what's yeah. I still to this day like still don't completely understand how NFL it's, it's contracts like, work out. It's the, like
1: the, as soon as the season starts, that everybody gets their paycheck on that day. That's the bonus check. Blah blah blah. As soon as the first day of free agency starts, that's when everybody's paid. So if you cut everybody right before, if you cut everybody before that day, you don't have to pay that safe. contract. Whereas in, a, in the NBA, if you cut them, you got to pay them.
4: Right, right. But like right, he right.
1: had like a a, a ten million him, dollar right. bonus about to hit, which also affects the cap. So if you don't cut these yeah. boys, everybody, and that's why everything in the NFL always happens in like one or two days.
4: You got it. exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. It all happens in a flurry as opposed to Uh
0: So to answer your original question, Cam, what I thought was the most surprising would probably be, woo, that's tough. This, this, as we know, it's between DeAndre Hopkins and uh, I think top. I think Hopkins. It just seemed like it came out of nowhere. I had it
4: because. Yeah, because every, everybody knew Brady fact, was
0: fact, gone. Fact, it was fact. a matter of fact of where he was going. And Tampa Bay, I could like you know I'm not the you know the biggest football enthusiast, but you know that like putting yeah, Tom, Tom Brady on on the Buccaneers is such a weird. Image. They got the pieces like, though. When you, when you that think man of got the best receivers, I mean success, they, they, got, like, yeah. they got they got weapons.
4: They got they got weapons. And yeah, you know, and, and 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 they and they got a uh, Bruce Arians. So. so yeah,
0: definitely. Then in that case, so it would I'm, be Andre Hopkins
4: then, because that literally
0: came out of left field. He was, I think, he was on like his last year. Yeah, what yeah. He, I think, he, he, has, so he, yeah, I think to, he
2: has one more year left on the contract. And then they would have to pay him, and then he was going to be like thirty years old.
0: So they would have the problem of, hmm, do we want to pay this thirty year old wide receiver? And which you know, I can kind of get when you, when you frame it like that, it kind of makes sense. But in the but what they got,
4: the return they got when, back was so little. I was, I was, I was, I was going to say it that it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the move that that had people stunned. It was. The price for 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 yeah, that, that's what it was because because like i mean um you because you, <laughs> you see what the uh what the vikings got for digs like they they couldn't even i mean granted he is younger but they at least at least they got a first round pick yeah pick for Diggs, Diggs. who are who isn't even the best right. receiver on on the on the vikings i mean, I mean nah, no it's not it's not really man. the way. like I, I, look, I, I mean, granted, I, I, I
2: give. I Niggas just want to argue. he's a Vikings fan, so he probably watch more games than I do. <laughs> Listen, all
1: I'm saying is the doubles. The doubles comes. Hey, Stephon Diggs, because
4: feeling that dude takes bro.
1: opportunity. But, but hey, man, yeah, but Stephon. He
3: I would, I would look just look like on. to announce. I would just like to it, announce it, yeah, that it it i will take my announce talents to Bay. Was on? Hey, that's my go, man. That's my Bo- Where he go, I go.
2: It's going to be a million Tampa Bay fans this year. And I Niggas ain't ashamed to be bandwagon with John them. They, with so they did my boy Tom
3: dirty, so I'm
2: leaving with them. I was, I was with Jameis when he was <laughs> going 30 for 30. What you talking about? <laughs> Y'all told that torture, not me. 30 for 30. <laughs> 30, for 30. <laughs> hey, that's a 30 <laughs> for 30 right, here right
0: there. <laughs> But yeah, I think Shit. I think that. So I we all agree. DeAndre Hopkins is probably the most surprising one there.
4: Who boy, but t- Tom Brady, yeah, he just he just he just, he just handicapped uh, Bill O'Brien. Man, niggas do not like him. He just handicapped Thanks. the and they hell out of Deshaun man, because 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 they second best they second best. Yeah. well now they're the best receiver now is Will Fuller can't who stay was healthy. A really, who was a good receiver, but he does his damage. He one he can't stay healthy, right. and two he does his best damage at the number two. Because he's he's a he's a deep threat, you know what I'm saying? So he just he just handy. So I I don't know if they I don't know what what pick they got, but they better hope they get like CD Lamb or
2: something. The thing the thing, the, then, but who, the thing is they traded the first round pick and DeSean, they just got a second. Again. All they got was a second round pick back for Hopkins. So gone. all the really good receivers are gonna be gone. So like, yeah, that that's yeah.
4: So unless they make some other moves, it's 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 wrapped. So I, I feel I, I'm feeling for Deshaun. One 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 year he gets sacked sixty-three times, and the next year he can't my even nigg- my nigga for sure i like oh. P- oh for his life
0: this season. Praise up Nobody for that black king. It's hard to be a, a running black quarterback in this league. It almost seems like they all get self sabotaged, honestly. Like it seems like as soon as they have like as soon they have like a, have like a great really season good. and like something detrimental happens to the team structure wise that causes them to have a terrible season the following season.
4: Should go single time. But
0: that's around the sun. Cam, that was great. Appreciate yeah, it, for family. sure. Moving on to the next topic, I'm going to talk to you guys about t Butterfly, which turned five in this past Damn. week. t Butterfly was uh, Kids of Lamar's second, really second studio album. Third, depending on how you view uh, 80. It's like Section 80, which was an independent album. And the album gained critical acclaim, won lots of awards, has a book written about it. It has a full-blown courses taught at Ivy League schools about That's it. Good it been. It was hailed an instant classic, due to its production in terms of bringing back jazz, funk, and mixing all of that together, and while staying true to hip hop itself, it pretty much catapulted Kendrick into what we into his superstar phase, and is what solidified him in a lot of people's top ten all time. Even though it might seem a little premature, but it's it's really what showed Kid Lamar as an artist. Now it's so easy to call an album or a classic when it first comes out. But I feel like we rarely ever go back and revisit these projects and actually talk about them in an appropriate time frame. It's been five years. I think it's easy to, it's, I think it's a better conversation today to talk about *To Pepper Butterfly and why you guys think it may be a classic, how it may have shaped music in the last five years, or if you guys don't think it's a classic at all. What do you guys think about the Peppa Butterfly? I remember you was conflicted.
3: <laughs> 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 I just had to say that. <laughs> hey man, me, what I was like From the moment I heard it I knew it was going to be Something special Even leading up to It was one of them Projects heavily anticipated Whenever like He would leave Like I remember like With certain people Like I think like For real would come out And be like Hey man He got something special And he would just be Talking about one song So when the project Finally dropped I remember we had A listening party for And we was just Starring the songs Over and over And over and over And over, and over again and even to this day, when you listen to it, it still feel like an event. It don't it don't even feel like an album. It feels like a feel like a movie. Like you really just gotta, like much gotta sit down and one can find and look at your phone, you just gotta let it go in every song. So you
0: know it I think part of its staying power too, because like I said, I listen to it now, it don't sound like an album five years ago. No, it doesn't sound like an album from ten years ago, 15 years ago. It don't really have like when i listen to it i don't think of a certain time period and i think it's because well, i remember like Kendrick was talking about in an interview he was talking about how he didn't listen to any like he didn't listen to his radio he like he didn't know what music outside of his own music sounded like for like months while he was working to a butterfly he didn't want any outside influences on the project and so he kind of worked he kind of moved to his own drum on this album and he just kind of made an album that had a timeless sound to it because jazz is timeless. Like jazz is never outdated or mm-hmm. anything like that. Funk, funk was like the harder element to incorporate and make and not make it sound outdated. But he managed to do that, and I think that's why when I go back and listen to Pepper Butterfly today, it feels just as fresh and new as Pepper Butterfly on March four fifteenth, two thousand fifteen, when I first heard it. Incredible project. I don't know. Same thing.
1: Listen, man. So I much- remember the the fear, the anxiety, the 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 skin crawling feeling of forcing myself to like i the single. Forcing
0: oh, no, myself to i
3: AI. I ain't to hold. I still hate i. Y'all niggas don't love y'all
1: I'm glad. I was like, I was like I this is I I feel what he's but then the album version came out. Yeah, facts. Oh man. Night and day. Night and day. I think uh, I, I think uh, I hated I first. because the music video, he was doing that stupid ass dance. He like put his arm in front of him like he was like hey, about was to run or like something. He was like just mm-hmm. jumping up and down. I'm like, what the fuck is this nigga doing? The <laughs> little corduroy hat. Looking at <laughs> the original chance three hat, <laughs> the, the corduroy eye hat.
0: Man, it, it didn't catch on. Yeah, though. It didn't, it yeah. didn't, didn't quite. I, I did, I, no i wanted that hat though but yeah uh i remember listening to the first time and like just because like that was my favorite artist at the time because of good kid mad city and like i know how people received i and not knowing how and like i said okay this is a completely different direction than what he did on good kid mad city but it's generally being hated everybody kind of just kind of despises it i said okay then uh blackberry drops i'm like okay this is drastically different than i like but at the same time, that garnered a lot of controversy. And then, you know, dealing with the Mike Brown situation and how people viewed that and how people tried to interpret it and say what, you know, and project Kendrick's uh, way of thinking onto that record and to what they believe. And I was like, okay, that was controversial too. And now it was mixed reviews on that song too. So I just had zero clue what to expect going in. I just know that I wanted him to top Good Kid, Mad City. And I knew that, I knew that was, un, I felt like that was an unrealistic expectation for somebody to top what was already considered an instant classic. And yet he did that thoroughly to the point that some people feel like good kid mad city isn't a classic just because it's not as good as it's a good butterfly. It, and he's saying like, Oh, well, to be butterfly is a classic and good kid mad city can't be a classic because to be a butterfly is just superior to that album. It's, it's just amazing that he rose to the occasion and the rapping on that album to that point is just so much. Yeah. The writing and like, it's a shame that he didn't get nominated for a Pulitzer for that album, but he did for Dan, which I think Dan yeah. has some of his pitch writing on it too. But the writing, the narrating, the album being a poem, and each song corresponding to the lines in the poem. And then it turns out in the end that he's reading the poem to the late Tupac. Like it's 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 an incredible experience from beginning to end. It's just it's so much moving. It's so many moving parts that listening to it. There's always something new to appreciate when you go back to it.
1: And just the the ability to give a clinic three albums straight on how to structure the narrative of an al- narrative of an album that's outside of just like a continuous story throughout. It's like, because Good Kid, Mad City, of course, had the voicemails and all that kind of stuff in the background story. It's a Pimple Butterfly with the whole Tupac thing. And even Dan with the fours backwards and the preceding song reflecting the other one. It's like, what is he going to do next? Because he can't just come out and just drop an album. Album now, it has to be something, yeah, of that nature. Something
2: of that nature.
1: nature. And you'd wish niggas would catch on more to be more creative in that kind of regard, but you know,
4: it is what it is. Niggas will nigga. Nigga. But see, that's I'm gonna.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, John. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna ask y'all this. I might make that. I might make that. uh title of the episode Niggas gonna nigga. that's provocative <laughs> every <Keep laughs> <people laughs> is a song hey, you know okay. what I'm topical topical hey that shit was amazing hearing that for the first time i'm like oh it, it really was, was. I thought I, like i knew it was i knew it was gonna be special there. oh yeah but i will say this a lot of times people's criteria for uh what a classic album is how it changes music going forward do y'all feel like the butterfly had a lasting impact on the genre I mean,
4: I, I feel th- like I feel like some people tried tried to uh fail miserably. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, you know, it 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 just it just kind of just highlights you know the the caliber of an artist that Kendrick is, where he's able to to do something that is not replicated so easily, and then make make a classic out of it. Because
0: he pretty much brought what was perceived was perceived to be a dead a dead drama, yeah. yeah, dead drama, was in of, to the mainstream and sold really well. Not everybody can do that uh the most only like real examples i could think like i've heard some records that sounded very to pimp butterfly ish not entire albums but certain records afterward that made me think like hmm this like a cut from to Pimper butterfly no one that kind ain't first person do jazz and rap yeah. like, make sure i make the distinction but there was some it seemed like there was an influx of those kind of records after that kind of like um know you wrong by schoolboy q on blank face that sounded like that sounds like some prime to Pimper butterfly type cuts and there's no real Schoolboy Q songs before like that, it. Oh. that sound like anything like that, which made me believe that okay, that was a direct influence because of Kendrick. You look at, uh you look at the album All American Badass that Joy Badass made. That, man. Music, that album sounded pretty different than what he normally makes.
3: He's talking about the kids about black lives matter. Um... Oh man, <laughs> yes. Why don't y'all yes. like even? Why don't y'all treat us like equals? I know,
0: and I. I know some people would like to say that it seems like at the very least, Kendrick opened up the conscious of the um hip-hop genre, and it seemed like people there seemed to be a more of a progressive movement towards that area than it wasn't before. Not saying that he made conscious rap popular, but it seemed like there seems to be a more
3: concerted effort of moving in it I'll definitely say with younger artists. Like yeah,
0: definitely,
3: yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. The, he, he brought the little the shade on Like twenty four. He brought shade on back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Black, that. Black
1: man i think it would i think it would have, it would have had such a greater lasting effect had mumble rap not come right after it you love the scene. <laughs> <sorry. Tell me laughs> um i do think though that it didn't have a large impact on that run of live performances he was doing along Oof. with September butterfly i think that had an impact um niggas are using a lot more live instrumentation rather than a dj and such so i think that was a large thing i was like last question
0: shout
3: out to last question
1: um don't elaborate, cause y'all niggas take too long to elaborate. And give me your favorite song. Once a a butterfly.
0: Ooh. I'm gonna just tell you the three I listen to the most, and it's probably Institutionalized, then Wesley's Theory, and then Mama. Those are the three I listen to the most. Oh yeah, then uh, no 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 no, no, no. Okay
4: okay. These walls. So for me, I would have to say. Okay, yeah. That's a good one. I'll I say How Much a Dollar Cost and Wesley's Theory and Mortal Man. Those are my three. Mortal mm-hmm. Man, How Much a Dollar Cost, and Wesley's Theory. What about you, DeLon? I'll say You, How Much a Dollar Cost. Only,
1: if I could only listen to Complexion or Mortal Man, i think I go with Complexion. These I mean, dick ain't free. I'm giving no, one. shit. I wasn't feeling Wesley's theory. It well, won't every one. time. I always forget. You skip Wesley's theory? Yeah. Every
0: time. You wild for that, bro. Bugging, bitch. Every time. I forgot about uh, You Ain't Gotta Lie. I love this. Yeah, I love you ain't got to lie to kick it, my nigga.
2: What about you, Kev? I think I'm gonna go with all right. <laughs> we gonna be all right? <laughs> nah, I'm just hey, wait, actually. No, but no, amazing. Record. No, like, I think, uh, yeah, that's probably probably my favorite one on there. I know it's the you know the typical answer, but you know, nah, nigga, own hey, your hey, shit, hey, nigga,
4: exactly. own your There's shit. Exactly, no ain't right. wrong with that, my nigga. Hey, <laughs> if it changed your life, it's incredible, it it <laughs> it's an <laughs> incredible record. It's, <laughs> hey, it's pop, it's popular for a reason, my
0: nigga. I love the facts. I love from the hook and his rapping on the song. You no, know, it just happened to be a single.
4: It's a great single, right? I actually I actually did have one question, um. Were were uh, Untitled Master? Were those uh were those throwaways only from the Pippa Butterfly? I think yes. I think and
1: one it, was right before. like, I think one was like towards the uh, end of the Kid My City run.
4: Okay, because man, that to me that's crazy. Like he he literally oh, he, he man like that that whole like it's not even a project. It's literally just throwaways. Uh, yeah. and he was like, Period, y'all niggas had it." And, I like, know a couple of them were issues. True, yeah. I mean,
0: I know he's because Kendrick's very particular about it. He just said it in the past that every time you see like 15 songs from me on the album, there was probably like 60 more. So it makes me wonder what like this, we want. It makes me wonder what kind of songs that didn't make Good Kid, Mad City. Right. We we never heard that and like damn too like we don't know what songs were made for damn. We we'll probably never hear those. We we got treated we got we got treated well by getting to hear Untitled
4: Unmasked. We did. We really did. Like especially to that point, what you say like that's. Like the fact that he put, because how, cause how, how many tracks is on there? Like like eight? eight? Yeah. I think so. I think yeah, eight. like getting, getting eight. So I'm like, that's like, because, cause you know, like that he's very, you know, he's very, he keeps, he keeps a lot of his things that he, if he's not going to release it, he's going to keep that. He's going to keep it in the vault. So big ups to him for uh, for giving those, for giving those, couple of those tracks. Shout out to Kid Out. Hope you're waiting for the next the album. Phone. It won't be long.
0: All right. I want to talk to you guys next about NBA leaders. We're going to swing back to the NBA. Wait,
1: wait, 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 um, wait, wait. Jamal Murray got top on the phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Topical? yeah. Topical.
0: <laughs> Topical. That's a bar. That's a bar, uh, law. But moving on to the next topic, I want to talk to you guys about NBA leaders and guys who do the best job of improving the cast around them. Uh, for a lot of people, so basically talking about guys who make their teams better. Who do you guys feel like are the best leaders in the NBA?
4: Mm. Oh, Jimmy Butler.
3: <laughs>
4: who said
2: Jimmy
3: Forged by fire. Nobody.
4: Take a swing. I want to strong hey, survive. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, he had he had had to show niggas like you know who who ain't cut from the same cloth. You feel me? Hey man, you do he got to be, he the boy, he the boys team. the got a
3: team young going to the playoffs. So. Say what you want man, about him. It worked. It, it took
0: three tries. It worked. anybody going to flyer? So, so, well, let's let, let's not talk about him being the best leader since it took him three tries to finally get it right. Yeesh. Which, that's, which, that's, which, like, and, and when you really think about it, do we credit Jimmy Butler or do we credit the organization that had the culture that has been put in place well before
3: Jimmy Butler got there? I'm gonna say in his like, defense, I mean, he I, tried to bring culture to different teams and it didn't work. Yeah, try work. to break his culture, and they, didn't, you know, they rejected this shit. But I'm gonna say this: like,
0: for instance, like, how and, w- different, and where are they now? How different is, is my culture from the year before? Wait, what? Is it really I mean, that different? I mean, how different is is the Miami Heat's culture from the year before? It's just they got better they players. They the that's, that's
4: they got better players. I mean, that's true. That's true. But you know, at the same time, those guys got to perform. They got to perform together. That's facts, man. Yeah. And, and, they, and, and, and a, lot they, of, a lot of those guys are young too. They so clumped like, up youngish.
3: You That's a win in my eyes. They got
2: they got rid of they got white side. That's pretty, probably the biggest plus yeah. for that team. Okay. It, but as, as much as I don't want to admit it, shout out to Jacquez, I gotta go with CP three. Like, yes. like I I, 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 hate, I hate how much Jaquez likes CP three, but he always like gets <laughs> pushed, it, he gets proven right. Like every time he makes an argument for him. Because, like, because like, you, no one no one at all thought that the Thunder were going to be what they were. All. I, guess, I don't know what to say this past season. But, like, no one thought that the Thunder were going to be as good as they are. And, like, they are literally in the playoff hunt. And, like, not even in the hunt. Like, they pretty much got a solidified they spot in the playoffs. And, like, yeah, in there, yeah. like the, the way he, he's been able to take it. Like, he – and the thing is he's taken – he's gone from the Clippers where he had two great big men – to the Rockets, where he had to be second. Okay, <laughs> but then you then he's gone to the Rockets, where he uh had the, had this weird team where they were like basically five out and well, four out in Clint Capella, and and he had to be second fitter to Chris Paul and I mean to uh, James Harden, and now he's on the Thunder, where he's got two other point guards. When, when that's the best lineup on the floor, like he's so he's he's so good at change, like taking the situation he's in and just maximizing it. I, I gotta say, Chris Paul is one of the best leaders.
0: Most definitely, and then you, like you can take it back to like when you think about where the Clippers were before he came, and how he how he instantly elevated the team yeah. from that point on. And then you look, and then you look at like the Hornets, and how he elevated that franchise from the moment he became himself. Right, he just it's a natural leader, and he generally when people listen, things go right. You know, there's cause there been some conflict uh there been some conflict over the years because not everybody's going to always agree with you right i think we just if you make that if you just point at that and you realize that yes not every now everybody's gonna, always going to agree with you for that some, i want to say lebron i have for most of my for most of my life i thought lebron was probably like the ultimate leader he seemed like almost all his teammates rallied behind him and were ready you know to go to war with him i Kind of started to feel less that way when he was kind of like passively tweeting about uh Kyrie and Kevin Love saying how he wish he had a more John Stockton and Carmelo big oh, yeah, yeah. on his team. I thought that kind of shit, I thought that was kind of wild, you know, and like kind of like how he kind of made that uh the letter saying I can't wait to um go to work with these guys, but he left Wiggins and Waiters out and they got traded. Um, and how he was kind of lying to those young guys saying like I'll these kind are all show. hilarious really examples. <laughs> no, exactly. They are, and like, I, it's 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 funny, and that's what makes me keep from saying he's the best leader. He's probably I'll probably say he's a good leader in the NBA. I think also some other great leaders in the NBA. I would probably say I think Dame Lillard's a really good leader. Dang. I feel like the um, Trailblazers. I feel like the Trailblazers followed behind him. Oh yeah, Dame. Lillard.
4: Dame is a great leader,
0: most definitely, and I think Jamal Murray is shaping up to be one too. Like,
3: <laughs> are you trying to say this? That's Jamal
0: Murray. So I are you trying buggin'. to
3: step? So I, 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 like, I am like, bugging.
0: I'm like, I'm like, I am so are you trying to Jordan.
3: say Jamal Murray is the head, head of the head curve
1: of, of the young players? Get your head <laughs> in the game, Jordan. The game. <laughs> the
0: game, Jordan. The game. I meant. Is that the top I of the mean, rankings? Uh, Jordan, man.
1: This nigga Jordan is nuts.
4: I was wondering why y'all
1: laughing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why y'all laughing at me. <laughs> I meant John I mean, Morant. I was about to say, Jordan. If you make a joke, that show went over my head. <laughs> nah, man, that show. joke. It ain't all, old girl. Head. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make.
0: <laughs> nah, but John Murray, I like shaped him up to be a, a exquisite NBA leader, man. Yeah. He make. He, yeah, he has people following behind him as well. But that's those are probably the best leaders I think in the NBA right now. <laughs> Steph Curry. Oh, Steph Curry. Yes, I, I mentioned. I mentioned. I mentioned. Mr. I Young. think. I think a lot of that's,
2: Steph Curry. A lot of Steph Curry's greatness has been uh, minimized because of because of his injury this season. A lot of people are forgetting about how great he is.
0: Yeah, also because you know he had KD on his team too. But I would say, well, it takes a real leader to keep that locker room together. Thanks. Uh, during a time when KD was there, deferring to wait, KD, wait, you know, wait, wait, say,
4: wait, especially wait. when you aren't when you aren't the best when you aren't the Hold best up. player, and you swallow your pride. Hold up. Did Kevin Durant publicly come out and say that Steph Curry act like that situation
3: with him and Draymond never happened, and that's why he left?
2: Did he say That's that? what a good leader I does.
3: <laughs> 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 abuse going on between the
2: teammates and just leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Steph,
2: said, man. He said, Steph, man. man. I, I, I would love to see what Steph would say if he were to ask who would he rather have on the team, Draymond or Oh, Katie. my God.
3: I feel, I feel like no
2: matter the answer, like we
3: gonna get a
2: nice little Twitter like, three from Katie. Like, like... Hey, Rachel, niggas, if yeah. you're listening, get on it
3: <laughs> and do it in a <laughs> monologue.
0: I don't think, but yeah, I think, I think we nailed all the best leaders in the NBA. This is uh, this, this is a lot of good veterans on teams and stuff. But like, we talking about like the de facto number one guy who's like, wait, hold on, wait, on, we online. forget
4: somebody, we forgetting the goat. But
2: who to go with? Yeah.
3: Nah, man, I knew it. We are forgetting the forgotten leader it. that was abandoned by his team and left to die in a small murky city far away. Terry Rozier, one I, of the only Celtics team oh. that tried to call and <laughs> tried to call it the toxic leadership. And what did he get? Shipped to Charlotte. Man.
2: Cast away. Hey, boy, Shipped he out. That's
3: right. Shipped out. I thought you was about to say uh, Blake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mur- man, murky oh, City. You know what Blake is
4: awesome. I, 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 I saw some shade.
1: Everybody in the
4: 313.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <if> you, <laughs> y'all, y'all think it's a rare form today. If y'all, <laughs> if y'all don't have any other leaders, let's move on to the fan questions. We got three of them today. All right. So the first fan question is from at Dre underscore 843. Shout out to your boy. He said he asked to save your family. You got to hear an hour of knob ad libs or E40 saying good googly moogly for 30 minutes. <laughs> what you picking? E40 E40. E40 easy. E40
4: easy. Give e- 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 me the four without, without a second thought.
0: Ooh. E40. Ooh. <laughs> no, no, good good, good googly moogly. That's, Great googly moogly. An hour
3: Ooh. of knob ad libs? You trying to kill me. <laughs> Yo, what a, yeah, I remember, what? Yeah, refreshing my memory.
0: What?
4: What? I don't a even know.
3: music ain't good enough to find I mean,
4: out. I can't <laughs> even think of the. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm gonna keep it that way.
0: No, I'm, t- I'm taking e forty to thirty minutes. That's gonna be funny. I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> I'm laugh for at least fifteen minutes, and I'll be just for the other fifteen. Now nah, I would just be upset the entire t- hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be mad. Rest of the Fuck his allergies and just
2: whispering shit. All, this is you know what all saying. I brown boy I very I low.
3: Just <laughs> like, repeating I the last say, word of the line. <laughs> Roll up on my red, red, reds. Brown boy, brown
2: boy. What you going <laughs> <about laughs> to say, I was <laughs> to say, every time I think of Nav, all I think about is that song. He's like, look at these rag, rack, rack, racks, Like, that's all Yeah, that song. <laughs> I I hold on.
0: that one line. He was saying like, the brown boy, back. It's like, tap, tap, tap. <laughs>
3: hey, man, at least that the fact that he fell off. <laughs> yeah. Damn, he did. Hey, back.
0: back, back. How you fall back, off back there, mind. My... Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the next question is from underscore D. Ta- D. Tamens. And he says, you got a four-hour car ride. Your, four, your phone is on 1%. There's two, D- There's two CDs and a whip. Will- one of them is a bootleg Ice J.J. Fish record. The other, the, other a, the other one is a bootleg oh. a bootleg Tyson record. You can't turn this. Nah, the-
4: hold on now. Oh. Y'all ain't about to
0: miss, listen, listen, listen,
4: listen. Y'all
0: keep trying to get us into these nice torture questions, but y'all
1: ain't about to disrespect the young god, Ice J.J. Fish. Hey, Ice J.J. That's what, what y'all about to do. I was about to say.
0: something to hey, chicken. Only- you
1: can't do that,
0: <laughs> Y'all ain't about to do that. You can't turn the radio off because it's broken and stuck on the same poker song on loop. What you listening oh, to? Gosh. i JJ Fish. Easy. i
1: JJ. Easy. I JJ. That's easy. Even I'm though
0: 50
1: even though Tyson. 50 Tyson is a Minnesota legend, <laughs>
3: uh, so talk to
1: Fitty
3: Tyson. I am. Hey man, I'm 50 Tyson. He's that that like. That. Hey man, I'm JJ you know, uh, Fish. He uh, was his man. We got respected. Swing Show, like, I was oh, about to I'm say like, that was very like <laughs> climatic. He had pulled hey, pull up. He was like, He gave us Beyonce remix and gave us the Rugged stuff. His Bone remix, and we forgetting his best song. In my personal opinion, I'm happy with Tyler the Creator. Y'all remember that? Mm, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey man, that was five verse. Bring that on YouTube.
4: Well, shout out to um, I'm Fifty Tyson. I'm Minnesota definitely a legend. I'll take.
0: I'm also taking ICJ fish because I've actually listened to ICJ fish for fun before. So I feel like that'd be a very good I'm going to
3: go listen fish right now. Corey, cool, you don't I have do, to do that. But I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's no need. So so in full effect. Oh, boy. They're going to quarantine Ice in ICJ fish. The, our last question of the afternoon What classic sporting event game would you like ESPN to show a rerun of while we're on lockdown?
3: Oh, Los Angeles Clippers Memphis Grizzlies game one when the Clippers came back from a 20 point deficit. I forgot year it was. Uh, I
4: remember that. I remember that because I went to sleep so, in the second or how about that? How about that classic? How about that classic when uh Josh Smith when when uh when Brazy on the Clippers when he was wow. on the Rockets? Tom, 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 please don't do that. Don't do Tom, that. Man. I'm sorry, traumatic.
0: <laughs> There's no need for that, man. Like <laughs> I'm sorry, (laughs) very, very much so. Uh, I think since, you know, we are, you know, was Kobe's passing, I think that it would be nice if we were to put like all his best games, like Kobe's greatest moments. And like, you you could get away with it now for real because there's literally nothing else on (laughs) screen for you at the end. Like, you could just air all his best games every other night. And going from uh, when he dropped 81, uh, the finals against the Celtics when he won um uh, the games with him and Shaq together. Just just throw all that shit on TV. Throw all those classic games on TV and we just like live out Kobe's and you could like schedule it like so tonight we're gonna say first game that Kobe ever played in, you know, first time Kobe ever scored forty. And like you could just schedule it like every other day and you like you announce hey this is what this is the next part of Kobe's career we're gonna watch tonight as a family. And I feel like that'd be cool. I feel like everybody would tune in
4: like damn it's gonna be like we were reliving Kobe's career over the course of the month. And I think that'd be I just thought about something so sad because the last time, cause I was gonna say the 0-4 Pistons, you know what I'm saying? Where were, were to where my city. I just, I just thought about that. If if I if I play that, I have to watch Kobe fail. That nah, was a great go, series. Now nah, we ain't gonna hear that
2: one though. That's a great series, yeah. though. I was about to it, it was. I, I was about to say, I'm just gonna kinda go off something you said, Jordan. And I wasn't gonna necessarily say something that dealt with Kobe, but I was gonna say the Lynn Sanity air. Like when Jeremy Lynn, like just went off, <laughs> that was fun. But like I was a fun set of games. Though. But like and I and I distinctly remember because that's like I won't say that's when I like started really really watching basketball heavy, and I remember like they asked Kobe about Jeremy Lynn, and he was like who like you know. Basically, like <laughs> he, this nigga Kobe was like, he was like, yeah, he's like been going off. He's averaging like twenty-five points and like ten assists. And he was like, all right, we'll see about. It. And then he played Jeremy Lin, and like I think Jeremy Lin, like hit a game one yep. of him or something like that. Yeah, but like I would love to see that I would love to see those games again. I
0: think, I think somebody else.
2: Was... Hey, that was hey, that it might only be seven games, but that's, that's seven games. Oh, they were, they were.
4: Oh wait, what
0: about? about so My
4: what? He's
1: my sporting event would be. 1997 Evander Holyfield versus Mike Tyson 2 also known Bro, as I was, the bike oh fight. Man, bike. you know fight. what's
4: crazy. I was I was I was trying to think of a fight too cuz I I'm, I'm a boxing guy. I was trying to think of a fight. I was try, I, I was trying to think of like a Mike Tyson fight but um I couldn't think of one. So I'm glad I'm glad you you brought you brought that up. Mike Tyson. <laughs> 50 Tyson. <laughs> oh man. But that's all the questions I uh we
0: have. You guys um Got any closing thoughts for the podcast yes so
1: hey, <laughs> last year last april we did a small thing called the rookie report oh. on that rookie report we had one meg the stallion who one would say had a very oh, yeah. prosperous year would you not yes i think i agree i think she didn't come close to having the best year oh. i think the best rookie i am not sure if we put it on the list or not was one Doja Cat? Uh, Doja Cat had a better year than Meg Thee Stallion in every single category except the no, this first week sales of her album. She had the better singles. She had the highest charting singles. She actually made money. She actually performed. <laughs> and did <get> that money <laughs> taken from her? Hey, She's not getting shut down by Jay Prince. She did all of this without a Nicki Minaj X. feature. So, I think Doja Cat may have been the woman rap that we
0: needed last year instead of Meg The Stallion. I would have to agree with everything you said. It all sounds like facts to me, to be honest with you, Lon. But Doja Cat did indeed make our uh, rookie report. I just think she wasn't first team. I think Meg got put first team. I think Doja was like second, maybe? I can't remember. remember.
1: I think I I had Rico
0: and Doja, but I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. Now, both of them both made it. I just don't know what team they end up making it, you know, because we had the fans to decide on that. But no, the rookie report is coming back. I'm at we're going to start working on that soon, so stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Guys, got any other closing thoughts? Oh, yeah.
4: wash your hands,
3: yeah. wash your ass, okay? Stay safe. Stay um, be careful about what you're like posting that. when you're on Snapchat, anything can happen. <laughs>
0: You gotta stay ahead,
4: to stay
0: ahead of, of the curve. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning into the episode of Popular Man Podcast. Tune in next week for the episode of Fair Podcast. See you then.